Oh, man. Imagine being uh, a higher up on the Samsung team and you find out, oh, yeah, we had those exploding phones. Now we're dealing with the fact that our biometrics are not the best way to lock your phone. Why? Because apparently it doesn't work if you have a uh, a case that's cheap. Yeah, there were videos on tech communities being shared where people were unlocking Galaxy devices through silicon protectors, like cheap, cheap cases using a persimmon or a small doll. David Shipley joins us right now. David, welcome to the show. You're a 640 Toronto tech analyst and CEO of Boceron Security, also in jolly old England. So we decided we'd reach out across the pond and talk to you about Samsung. Oh, thanks for the uh, for the opportunity. Yeah, this is a huge investment for Samsung. And with respect, you know, it should have never happened. If there was going to be an error and the fingerprint scan was incorrect, it should have failed to close, not, okay, don't know who you are, come on in. That's a huge embarrassment for them. Right. So basically you're saying you shouldn't have been able to you use your finger to lock it in the first place. That's where you think the fail should have been, not that anybody can unlock it. Did they just not test these enough in, in, in the shop or did they not think about the fact that third party companies would be making very cheap cell phone cases that people would take notice and, and use? I think combination of they didn't test all the scenarios. And they don't really care, really. At the end of the day, it's a feature, but it's not required to be there. There's no law that says they have to make biometrics that work for people and are secure. Um, they just have to do whatever they want. And that's part of the reason why we need better regulations on these devices. The other part is I recommend people don't use biometrics on these devices to begin with, because in some jurisdictions, notably in the United States, police can force you to unlock your phone with your face or thumbprint if you have that turned on can't by law force you to unlock it with your passcode so the passcode while inconvenient is legally more secure why is that do we know why they you know why there's such a discrepancy in in the laws i mean a lock is a lock it comes down to how various judges in the united states have interpreted police powers mm. and so some have believed that it's too intrusive to force someone to use a biometric that 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 contravenes american law um, but passwords are sort of a, a knowledge-protected item for Americans. So, you know, that's, that's one practice is use, use passwords, passcodes instead of biometrics. Be careful, too, because if these companies breach your biometric, that is, they lose your fingerprint or face, and someone can use that to unlock other things, then you can't really change your fingerprint or face easily, not without a lot of cosmetic surgery. Um, oh, so, so that's the that's the tech equivalent of someone chopping off your thumb and using it to get in to your well, phone. Exactly. Yeah, a, a little less on the extreme uh, separation of limbs, but even if you're felonous, <laughs> um, if you have fingerprint ID, someone can just grab your thumb and, and sure. put it on there. Also, a little fact for Canadians, um, if you read the terms of service for many banking apps in Canada, and if you have more than just your fingerprints registered on your phone, say you allow your spouse or partner to do that, you're actually voiding your security guarantee for your bank, and they may not refund you in the event of a theft. Really? Um, so you only, you're only allowed to have your fingerprints registered to your device, not other people's. So that's but good, so good the device will allow you to do that, though? The, you can have a device that would unlock with somebody else's finger, like more than one finger? Absolutely. You can register additional fingers, but I would not recommend it for exactly that reason. Oh, the world is such a strange place. Uh, Samsung issued an apology today, and uh, they've also told Galaxy phone users to update their biometric authentication uh, to the latest software version. Uh, So I guess they have a little bit of a, a, what are they called, like a fix? 
Yeah, so they're putting a support patch out, which is the good news story that they can, in fact, um, put put preventative measures on there. I, I do think, depending on the sensitivity of the information in your device, so if you've got very sensitive work information, um, very be careful about using some of these biometric tools. Some are better than others. Apple's is more secure, um, so I'm not as opposed to it. Okay, but I guess if we're talking about a patch and, it, and it's in relation to the uh, fingerprint uh, problems Samsung has, we just call it a Band-Aid. It is, well, exactly. It is the technological fancy name for a Band-Aid, and Band-Aids can get pulled off, so this vulnerability could re-emerge. So, just be careful, and I always recommend to people, too, to be careful about what data they're storing on their devices. Um, don't keep a whole bunch of sensitive stuff on your phone because if you lose it, and a lot of people do lose their phones, and people can either guess your passcode because you use 000 or 1234, right. and you should have used a more complex one, or your biometric thing was a Samsung S10 that anyone can get into, People, 80% of people that pick up a phone will snoop. We've seen uh, research five years ago that shows that. So. Be careful what you keep on your device. If you have sensitive stuff, lock it down with a passcode. And the other piece of advice for securing your device is turn on Find My Phone um, so that you can securely wipe your phone, whether it's a Samsung or an iPhone, if you lose possession of it. You can wipe it remotely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's a key tool. So if you use fan, Find My Android mm -hmm. or Find My iPhone for Apple, you can log in from anywhere in the world, see where your device is as long as it's powered on, and then you can actually uh, wipe it if you don't think you can get it back. Yeah, with my luck, you know, it would happen. I'd be like, I, I lost my phone. I lost my phone. I lost my phone. I'm just going to find my phone and wipe it. You'd wipe it, and then you turn around, and you're like, oh, crap, it was in my purse after all. Absolutely. I'm uh, not saying that I've seen that happen to others, um, but the good news is if you have good backups of your phone, it's not too bad if you wipe it and you just reinstall because at least your software will be updated. Right. I want to just mention something that, Dave, uh, you actually made the show this morning, the uh, 640 Toronto Morning Show with Mike Stafford. Uh, Dave is uh, the technical producer on the program, has been for a couple of weeks here, not only for the morning show, but also for Chris and I. And uh, one of the things that he mentioned is he's been watching your social media feeds and you happen to be a little bit of a Harry Potter fan. You've been at the nine and three quarters um, little, uh, what is that? Platform. The platform. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, no, I went to uh, King's Cross Station. It was a lot of fun. Huge tourist spot. Um, so it was uh, neat to see that. And I also went and saw the Paddington Bear statue at the Paddington Bear Station, which was equally cool to me. Please so tell me you've got, do you have kids with you? No, it's, it's my wife and I, and I think it's just fine to be a big fan of Paddington Bear and Harry Potter. Okay, I'm all of a sudden picturing you in those wide cords. You don't have to tell me what you're wearing because that's a little bit too much information. But I did want to bring this up. I have a little Harry Potter. Are you going to be home in time for December the 14th? I will be back in Canada soon. Okay, uh, so here's a, just cue that uh, Harry Potter theme. The This is interesting, David. You might be interested in this. The Wizards and Witches Christmas Feast is happening in Toronto. And you will have a chance to dress up in your favorite, um, you know, house, Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw, or Hufflepuff. You join the Harry Potter-themed Christmas um, dinner. It'll happen Saturday, December 14th at a secret location. You have to arrive hungry. Get ready for the uh, uh, the Harry Potter-inspired cocktails and food. You can go to the lunch feast or the dinner feast. They're not telling you where it is or what you're going to have, but they're 75 bucks a person if you want your... Uh, to reserve your spot.
I may have to look into that. All right. Well, that's why I'm telling you. I want you to be aware of this. Things you need to know. Excellent. All right, Dave, have a great Thank you so much. Have a great time in uh, jolly old England and we'll talk to you again soon. Take All right. That is David Shipley, our 640 Toronto tech analyst, co-figure having technical problems with the tech analyst. I love that.